on the apartment building. Can you upgrade this to a third lawn? This is the working part. Be advised, we have a woman trapped on the balcony on the fourth floor alpha bubble corner. We were unable to make our rescue. We're making a rescue now on the alpha side. Welcome to another edition of Undercover Mental Health. Today I'm talking to a recruit. Actually, you're not a recruit because you start your job tomorrow, so you're you're not even a recruit yet. So pretty pumped. A little bit of butterflies, but feeling good. Being nervous when you start your career as a firefighter uh, says something about you. It it it's an amazing career, and you're gonna love the next thirty years of your life. Being nervous is a healthy thing. So when I first started, training was done right at right in my own fire department. So it was all done at a hall one, the main fire hall. And for the first month, those crews kicked the crap out of us. And if anybody was going to quit, it was going to be in those first couple of weeks. Right. And then after that, you get in a flow and then you realize, you know what, this is a process I have to go through. And there's a ton of learning in there, but you definitely feel like a recruit. And if you don't understand that going in, it can be very hard. And we had a couple guys in our group of 15 that were a little cocky, you know, drove really nice cars, were all that and a bucket of chicken. And uh, yeah, uh, they definitely got beat up more than most. Uh, I kept my head down and uh, I actually had a lot of fun. Our training was 12 weeks and uh, I remember it as one of the funnest times of my career. I loved it. I, you know, and, and I still get together with that group of guys uh every year we go fishing or we go camping and you know we're still close and that we got hired in 1990 so that's pretty cool i mean that's what happens in the fire department when you you know you build camaraderie and get into a group so yeah you're gonna enjoy it i'm excited for you tomorrow will be a very very emotional day for you i think feeling prepared and i feel ready you're the perfect fit for the fire service but the reason i'm talking to you is to give uh prospective firefighters people who are applying for the job or trying to get the job, what it's like to apply, what it's like to go through the process, what it's like to sit through the interview. And uh, I would say if there's one thing that I have, well, become quite good at, it's helping people get hired. And the reason I think I'm decent at doing that is because it took me seven years and 13 departments. I went through process after process after process, and I laser beamed that job. When I was a kid, I was sitting on a bench in East Vancouver, in one of the toughest areas, feeling sorry for myself in the pouring rain when a fire truck drove by. And the guy in the back looked at me, gave me a little smile. And I said to myself, that's what I want to be. And I said that when I was 13. And I never let that go ever. I work with dozens and dozens of people trying to get on the fire service and call from a friend of mine who said, would you help a kid? And I didn't know you. We'd never met. No, we we'd never met. No. So I said, yeah, I'd love to. And this guy doesn't call me very often. So when he called, I knew you were going to be a good candidate. I knew nothing about you. So you called me and, and you asked me for help because you were going for the interview. Yeah, going through the interviews, you know, got referred to you. And, and the firefighter had said, you know, I'll, I'll hook you up with a friend of mine, Steve Serbic, and uh, give him a call. And, uh, and that's what I did. And, and now we're here. So... You know, since you got the great news that you, uh, you've been hired, uh, I've spoken to that buddy of mine, and he told me that you originally hired an a interview coaching company. I did, yeah. Yes, and how did. how did that go? What did they help you with? The lady had, you know, it was the first time I, I've been to a 
company to help me with interview prep and stuff. And uh, we just went over, you know, basic questions. Why do you want to be a firefighter? Kind of pulling out information from my past um, to try and use it for certain experiences. And the lady had some set questions that we kind of went over, but it was mainly focused on just questions, potential questions that I might get asked in an interview. When you called me, we just had a conversation and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't help everybody. I believe in the fire service. My job as an assistant chief to, is to hire the best candidate for that community. And that's not an easy job. Like I have to believe in what I'm doing when I'm sitting on that interview panel. And then when I'm making those final decisions and about three years ago, we had a hiring process and we knew we were taking two firefighters right away. And we did a list of 15, but the retirements all slotted after that list was going to expire. So my HR was dealing with some of the candidates that were on that list. And then, you know, they were sending me, you know, here's an updated, you know, incident command course and here's an emergency scene management course. And it was killing me. Like I knew 13 of those guys were not going to get hired yet. Some of them believe they were. So I went to my HR and I asked her, you okay if I work with these firefighters or these candidates to get hired somewhere else because we're not going to hire them. She said, you really want to spend the time? And I said, yeah. And she said, we don't have an issue if you do it on your own time. So I reached out to every one of them, all 13 and said, you know, there's a chance you won't be getting hired with us, but are you going to go through any other process? And there was only one person that said, no, I'm not. And to be honest, I didn't help that person because when I got hired, I was willing to go anywhere and beggars can't be choosy started working with those other 12. First thing I asked for was a resumes. I went through all the resumes, tuned them up, send them back. And then over the last few years, we have retuned the way they talk and answer questions. And every one of them, but one of those 12 have been hired. So when you called me, I didn't know you. I actually hadn't even seen your resume until you sent it to me. You were going for an interview. That's why you called me. And we had a quick conversation and right away, I could tell you battled nerves. And I think I said that to you. Yeah, that's probably one of the first things that you did say to me when we, we talked the first time. Because you had been all the way to a ride-along process, which is basically the step where you're, you're, you're about to get hired. But in the interview, something happened. When I first heard you talk, I, I could tell you, you know, you battled nerves. And then we talked about sitting through an interview and you said, yeah, nerves is one of the things that you struggled with. So that was my focus with you right away. And I think we did a couple of interviews, uh, just mock interviews, and we worked on some things. And so once I realized you struggled with being in a room and being interviewed, I immediately talked to you about grounding techniques. Do you remember what some of those were? Yep. Yep. I, I remember, I know you sent me that, that link to that video, that uh, Amy Cuddy video, which I watched a few times, which uh, was huge. I, I did that in the morning. And just basically, you know, visualizing when I get to that interview and I, I sit, making sure that, you know, I can, I can plant my feet on the ground, making sure I'm present there, but touches the chair, back touches, you know, the chair, just breathing, making sure that I'm kind of mentally grounded and that my thoughts aren't, aren't all over the place. Yeah, we yeah. visualize the room. Uh, we visualize the color of the carpet. We visualize the, the whole scenario so that when you walked in there, you weren't as intimidated. And then, you know, the last couple of interviews, you, I had you sit in a chair with your hands crossed with a glass of water and you visualized talking to me that you were actually in that room. And do you, do you think that was effective for you with your nerves? Personally? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just talking to you that first phone call, um, 
I was battling nerves and I, and I was just a phone call with you. And then towards, you know, the second and third mock interviews that we did, I even remember you, you saying, I think you're on a drive back home and you're like, you cut me short 10 minutes in. You're like, we're good here. You know, just, just relax. Cause you're, you know, you're, you've got the nerves sorted out. And it was just because of that. It was making sure we're sit- I was sitting at my desk, had you on uh, the phone, had my, had my headphones in and just making sure I sat, you know, kind of dig my feet into the carpet a little bit, made sure I could touch the chair with my back, you know, breathing, sitting up straight where my hands are placed, having that water to the side, maybe taking a sip of it, just making sure that these little things that I had control over that, you know, visualizing it, it was huge, definitely. Well, you know what, when you sit in that room, and I know from sitting on the other side, I mean, we did uh, 25 interviews in five days, as an interviewer, you get exhausted. And so it's hard to watch someone come in and be so nervous, you as an interviewer, and you want to be able to get to know that person, you can't hire them because you never got to know them. And that I've stopped many people right 15, 10, 15 minutes into the interview and said, take a drink of water. Let's start over. We got 45 minutes to get to know you. And I've done that multiple times because I really want that person to be able to tell me who they are. And that's one thing people forget about an interview is that's what it is. You are there, of course, to say why you're the best candidate and why they should hire you and all that. But they also want to get to know you. And that's why I stress with everyone and I stress with you is you want to try and get them to smile. You want to try and get them to relax. You want them to be able to connect with you. So I did it with you and I do it with everybody that walks in the interview. You pre-rehearse five answers. You don't know what those questions are going to be, but you have those answers, those things that you're really strong at. Yeah, definitely. I remember going, going through that with you when certain questions were asked. Definitely could uh, those experiences and those strengths and even, you know, the, the weaknesses we talked about that we could, we could speak on. Um, it was they were kind of in the forefront of my mind and yep, definitely uh, when I was asked certain questions and, and then I used those experiences and those, and those answers. Yeah. You know what? Your resume was, it was good. I mean, it's not super strong, but it's good enough to get to an interview. So what people don't understand is once they get to the interview, that job is theirs for the taking. In your case, you're young, you're not a great speaker and you battle nerves. So that is a challenge for someone like yourself. And for me, I could tell right away you're a good person. Like just the way you talked about, you know, the passing of your mom over the last year and what was important to you. So I immediately on board on getting you hired. And it's funny, I was getting on a ferry with my wife and you phoned me, you know, right in the middle of uh, just about to get on on the ship and uh, we were talking and my wife said, who was that? And I said, oh, it's just a kid uh, uh, that I'm working with. And that week I'd been working with three kids, all people I didn't really know. She said, oh, what do you think? And I said, oh, yeah, this kid's going to get hired. And I remember, and you were nervous, I actually told you that story just to inflate your tires a little bit. Did it work? Oh, yeah, definitely. I actually remember I had a quick question for you. And, you, you know, you said, don't hesitate if, if you have any questions. This was the night before my interview. And, um, you know, still battling those nerves when uh, the night before. And I, I called you for that question. And then you said that. And it, it really got me relaxed. And, and it did inflate my tires a little bit. and also. I remember you mentioned that to me, I think the first time we spoke at the end and, and you said, you know what, start, you know, you deserve this, you've worked hard um, and you need to tell yourself this and, and start inflating those tires and not in a cocky or arrogant way, just in a, in a way to, you know, understand that, hey, you know, you've worked very hard for this and 
at the end of the day, like you, you do deserve this, you know, may get it this time, you may get it the next time, but making sure that I understood that I worked hard and, and that's, and you know, I would, I deserve this job. So. I know you did well in that interview and I was really happy for you. And we hadn't actually met. We'd only talked on the phone. We did all of our interviews over the phone. And one of the things uh, that I told you, which I knew wasn't going to work for you, but I tell everybody this is I say, if you got a favorite song on the way to the interview, sing it as loud as you can. Don't worry about who's looking at you. And, uh, and when I sent you the Amy Cuddy video, I really believe in that video because it just releases a whole bunch of endorphins. It's easy to do. And I've actually caught someone coming into an interview doing that. And I smiled. I like when people try and prepare, even when it takes them out of their comfort zone. But did you sing on the way to the interview? I listened to the music very loud and I, and I got a few words out, a, f- a few a few phrases, but definitely in my head, I was I was singing those lyrics. There you go. There you go. I knew I, I was. Yeah, but it does work. And the other thing that works is stop using the word nervous and switch it to excitement. Convince your mind that you're so excited, just like an Olympic athlete does. They never talk about being nervous. They talk about being excited. That was huge. That was, that was one of the, the biggest things for me when you had said that and you were speaking about Michael Phelps and, and a few other very high-level athletes. And, and you said, hey, you know, listen to a few of these interviews. Did, do they ever say that they're nervous? No, they say they're excited. And you know, even till this day after it's been a few weeks now, anyone asks me and I, I use that, hey, I'm very excited. And it was kind of a mental shift from holy shit this is the nerves are kicking into you know what i'm excited for this and i worked so hard to get here like that's the thing about walking into that room you have to be able to inflate your own tires a little bit listen i know it's hard it took me 13 departments i get it the application process and you know for a new recruit or a person that's out there and they're thinking about becoming a firefighter it's hard work to get there, but everything's spelled out for you what you have to do. You just got to go take those courses. You've got to work hard. You've got to be physically fit. You've got to jump through all those hoops. And sometimes it takes you a couple of departments and a couple of interviews before you actually get good at that part of the process. And did, that, did you find it was helpful now that, that this wasn't your first process? I took it as a learning experience. You know, every process I went to, you know, ride-alongs, exams, physicals, interviews just whatever if i didn't get it whatever i could learn from it and and get better every time and at the end of the day for me personally like that's what got me here just you know keep pushing forward you know reflect on on you know on those those processes what what can you do better what you did well i really was happy when you gave me a call And, and you know what for me i learned a ton working with people when I work with someone, uh, whether it be at the application stage or the interview stage, or you ask me some questions about, you know, what do I do now for the rest of my career? And when I help people, I actually learn. And my job is to hire the best candidate. And the best way to learn is to get inside a candidate's head and understand what they're thinking. And I know from myself what I went through, but I learned so much by working with so many different people on so many different departments and what other departments do, what other people think when they go through it. It was really, really beneficial for a young chief that wants to hire the best candidate. But then you asked me a question, what now? How could I prepare for my career? How can I be happy? How can I be safe? You know, you asked me questions like that. And, and I said, I work with departments and their recruits. And I tell them, you're going to see shit that bothers you. That is the nature of the job. If you have 
uh, program where you get adequate sleep, you have a good diet, and you have a positive attitude, you'll be able to process that trauma. You are going to get a post-traumatic stress injury in your career, guaranteed. But processing through it is not a problem if you understand what it looks like, how to access clinical counseling, which is talk therapy, and how to help other people. Helping other people when you understand something is the best way to be good at something, to be honest. And you had a fear of the unknown of starting your career. And just remember one thing, you're going to make some mistakes and it is so okay to make some mistakes. So just remember that's going to happen. You can always speak to your crew. You can always talk to your captain and you can always get clarity. If you go home and you're worried about something that happened during the day, when you come back, speak to one of the crew members and just tell them and uh, just work hard and keep busy. Just enjoy it. I mean, I remember, I think that was the first time we, we met in person just a few weeks ago there. Um, and we got a chance to have a coffee and, and um, talk about this stuff. And it's important to, I remember you saying sleep is huge and, you know, diet, exercise, and just being positive. But you also said, you know, make sure that, you know, you take care of your mental health. There's going to be, you know, you're going to see some shit over the, the next few years. And, and I'm a big believer in, and, you know, if you, if you, if you see some stuff and, and you're not, you know, if you're battling some mental health to go speak to someone. And so it's definitely something that you said that stuck with me and I'll remember uh, throughout my career. So, well, you're also going to be exposed to bullying, harassment, maybe it might even be your captain or Lieutenant, but you're going to be around toxic people. And that's one of the toughest challenges for a recruit is when they're around someone who maybe isn't so nice or is going through some shit or just isn't, fun to be around. It's hard for people because you live with those guys. They're not just hiring you for a job. You're that's going to be your second family. Yeah, I remember speaking to you about um, you know, you're talking about when you wake up in the morning and you kind of not force that smile, but you know, you smile and you instantly kind of get those positive thoughts flowing in your mind and I was speaking to a friend just a few days after we we met and I was I was telling her about it as well. Um, and that's, you know, like, and I started doing that as well. And, you know, it stuck with me. And I think that's huge. Just that mindset of when you wake up, you know, just try and think of all the positive things. And I remember you saying, when I was dri- when I'm driving to the interview, to bring a piece of paper and write the three things that you're most grateful for, right? So it was huge. Um, and I think that's definitely, you know, a very good way to start every day, um, especially going into, you know, into a shift or into day shift or night shift or your four days on. And I think, you know, clear your head, be in a positive state and, you know, everybody's going through something. That's when talking to someone does help. Right. So yeah, definitely. I, I'm a huge believer. And if you, if you are battling some stuff, you know, go seek help because at the end of the day, for me personally, it's like, I'm thinking here for the future, if I'm going through some stuff and I kind of hold it in and it'll affect everybody around me, all my loved ones. And I worked with a guy to get hired about a year and a half ago when he got hired and he phoned me probably about a month and a half ago and he was struggling already. And he asked me some questions and I said to him, you know what? It's okay. You're, this is totally normal. You're fine. He had personal stuff going on. And so what, you know, young recruits and firefighters might not understand is sometimes your personal life is way more impactful on your job and processing trauma and PTSI than the trauma itself. You owe it to yourself as a firefighter to go to work happy, 
because you're going to be dealing with people who call you on when they're having their worst day. And that energy that comes out of you, if it's positive, it will help them in a, a small way. But it also will help your department, your crew, and you owe it to yourself to make that job fun. And it is a fun job. And it is one of the best things for a community. The fire service for a community, those firefighters do volunteering. They do are so important to that community. If everyone was happy, that energy from that department would spread throughout the community. So I really believe in starting your day right. I mean, anybody that listens to me talk, they'll hear me talk about, you know, starting my day. But you know what? I had to get shit kicked in life and have a meltdown to figure that out. I don't want you as a new recruit to have to go through that to be able to figure it out. That's why I tell everybody. And that's why I'm being vulnerable and telling my story to young people like yourself. I'm so excited you got hired. You're going to love it. When that young guy called me and he was struggling, first thing I said, it's okay. Totally normal. What you're going through, you know, you got a lot of stuff on your plate. Go for a walk, take a knee, slow your drinking down. You're going to be fine. And he thanked me genuinely because he just needed to hear that from somebody. So talk therapy is massive. If you can do it with your crew, awesome. But you can't always. You're getting a new family. And uh, it's going to be fun, but every once in a while you're going to, and you're going to see some harassment and you're going to be around negative people. But I will tell you this, when you do get a voice and that might be in three years or five years, it all depends. You're going to see stuff that you don't like. And if you walk by it, that means you accept it. So remember that when you become an officer, a lieutenant or a senior firefighter, or even someone who's confident enough to say something, if you're willing to walk by it, you accept it. And that's the change that needs to happen in the culture. And I jokingly, in my presentation, say there's two things a fire service doesn't like. Change and the way things are. And there's a lot of truth to that. And this new generation, which is you, you have the ability to change the culture, your, your generation. And uh, I want to thank you for reaching out to me. And, you know, I, I know you went through a, a coaching company. And, and you know what, I, I feel kind of humbled that, you know, after doing that, you reached out to someone like myself and I was able to help you. And, you know, I don't know how you can compare and what I told you to a, a professional company, but um, it makes me feel good that, uh, you know, you, you getting hired, I played a small part in. So thank you for including me in that. No, thank you, Steve. You've, you helped me a lot. And um, I'm very excited to start this new, this new career and this new chapter in my life. Well, good luck tomorrow. And uh, remember, you owe it to yourself to be happy every day you go to work. So uh, remember that you are going to change people's lives just by responding. There's very few professions in the world that gives you the opportunity to do that. Just meeting you in the short amount of time that I have, you're going to do a great service to your department and your community. So all the best. Thank you. I appreciate it a lot, Steve. That wraps up another edition of Undercover Mental Health. For all you people applying for the fire department, Find someone that you can bounce ideas off, practice your interview, and you know what? It's okay to be nervous, but that person on the other side of that table needs to get to know you. Thanks so much for listening. Take care.